0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Today we're so blessed that you are joining us. Today is part two and the conclusion of a great two-part interview which we started yesterday with Dr. Pauline Dillard, CEO of Dunamis Marriages. Now Dr. Dillard has a documented success rate of over 80%, 83% actually, of helping people with troubled marriages. Praise God. Now if you missed any of yesterday's episode, go back and catch up. Amen. But for now, let's jump back into the interview with Dr. Pauline Dillard. I love the point that that you help couples as they're planning their marriage, even before they have the ceremony. I mean, does, right. does that help them to discuss problems even before they're having a problem?
2: Yes, because I get them to dig down into what those uh, pieces of pain are that they're bringing with them and teach the fiance, how to care about it. So if they're caring for each other ahead of the marriage, then um, they can bring that into the marriage as it continues on. Now, um, I also talk to couples about how once a lot of times, once we get married and we start our sexual relationship, we lose all that conversation that we had before. We lose all that really connecting. So I talked to them about how to not lose the heart but to enjoy themselves as a married couple, but not to lose that heart connection and to every day make sure they make a point of doing that. Mm. Um, recent, I did have one couple say that... Um, after a year of being married, he told his brother to come to me because they learned all the problems they were going to have before they had them, and they learned what to do about them so they wouldn't become problems. Mm. And he told his brother, I think we might not really be making it even after a year because we're so different if we hadn't learned how to just stop wow. and really focus yeah. on that. Amen. And so his brother did come Amen. to me <laughs> for his Amen. And also, I will tell you, if either one of them is not going to do this before you get married, don't marry them because that's your marriage.
1: Mm. That's
2: your next 50 years.
1: Yeah, exactly. Amen. Amen. What are, what are some issues that seem to be the the major threat to marriages today?
2: Well, some of the issues are we have become a super selfish culture. We're very self-focused. So when people come into my office, I assume that the husband is 99% self-focused. But guess what? I assume the wife is also 99% self-focused because that is our culture. And so many young couples, especially the younger couples that come in, they um, have been in broken homes. They've not had people care for them. They're, they're, they're grabbing at each other to get these empty places filled. And instead of grabbing at each other, I teach them how to pour into each other. Because if I pour into my husband, he's going to get everything he needs. If he pours into me, I'm going to get everything I need. And neither one of us has to like grab at the other person to fulfill that part. Mm. So that is one of the, and that's what that 17% is that I don't get, Mm. is they just can't get past this narcissistic selfishness that we have in our culture, which everything is about me what I think, what I feel. And we know that the Bible says, be about the other person, you know, to esteem others as better than ourselves. But we don't even know how to do that because we're so empty ourselves. So when I teach them how to fill each other up, we can get out of that um, selfishness and the crazy cycle that it creates.
1: Yeah. Amen. (laughs) Amen. How often do you see a couple that that maybe having problems and, and they try to blame God for their failing marriage?
2: Oh, yeah. And I do everybody in this intensive model. I see them five days for three hours a day and they get a kit that has workbooks in it and different things that they can take home to help them with what they're learning to do in my office. People look at me on the first day and they usually literally say, there's no way this is going to flip in five days. 83% of the time it does. Now, I also include five um, additional sessions that are 90 minutes. And I usually like to check in with people about a month after because they have to do it. You just have to do it, practice it and do it. And then it becomes a habit for you to just respond to the other person that way. So then um, if they need more help or they run into a problem that they're having trouble using the tools with, that's usually when they'll call me and they'll come in. I will say 5% or so I'm going to get one part of the couple has a personality disorder. I mean, they really have something that's just beyond this. And so I will do their five. And then if they need to continue with learning how to get out of that, then I will see them for 90 minute sessions, maybe on a weekly basis every other week and teach them additional tools to retrain their brain to get out of that really, um, difficult place. Uh, you know, I probably have two clients right now that I'm still working with just trying to help them and working with the spouse on how to understand that. But really most people, if they just do it for each other, it'll change the dynamics.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Do you have the figures on like today's national divorce rate compared to the divorce rate inside the church or outside the church?
2: Um, I do. Uh, We're looking at probably nationally, like 50 to 60% divorce rate. And I see people posting on social media all the time, you know, like, oh, the church is as bad as the world. It's not. That's the good news. (laughs) The bad news is it's still 38%. And so it's still way, way too high for the church. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing I'm starting to see that, um, I'm just going to be really blunt here. People might get mad at me, but I see a lot of people posting on these marriage groups about how my husband keeps going to visit his ex-wife and his mom more than spending time with me. And he treats me this way and that way. And based on the biblical standards, the back of my mind, I'm going, that's because you're married to somebody else's husband. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> what yeah. do you think? Is, well, you know? That would make
1: sense. Um, yeah, <laughs>
2: Right. Right. And while, you know, in the world and even in the Christian world, I'm seeing the younger people every time somebody's misbehaving, for lack of a better way to say it, divorce them, just divorce them. They're just not worth it. And it's like, no, we have to figure out how to care about each other in a way that's necessary. So um, I I feel a little bit stuck there because there's kids involved and you want to make a marriage work. And then I kind of feel like, why did you marry somebody who's already been married three times? Did you think you were suddenly going to be the one who was going to fix this? So, you know, and it's not because they still have their same core patterns and their core pains and their core drama. So um, the other thing that's going on right now that I think couples in the church need to really pay attention to is this underage transgender stuff. Because Mm. if we as a married couple, as parents, get a divorce and we end up in divorce court, the judge now gets to make that decision. And sometimes the judges have ruled against the parent that does not want the transgender surgeries done and ruled for the child to have these transgender surgeries. And none of that even became an issue till after the divorce. And it's like, you really have to work as hard as you can to live out a marriage the way God intends it because the world is attacking your children, attacking you. And if we don't figure this out, we're losing the battle for the next generation. And it's terrible. And then the world looks at us as Christians and they say, well, if you are having affairs or you are divorcing and remarrying, then maybe Jesus really isn't enough. Maybe your whole faith makes no sense. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So this is wow. why I'm so passionate about it's it's not long. See, I, I feel like let's get this thing figured out and get on with what God wants us to do. Because long-term counseling to me leaves you stuck as long as you're just in there arguing about the same argument. -hmm. Even with the counselor.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, how Mm -hmm. do you bridge that type of difficulty involving a discussion of infidelity in the marriage?
2: Well, one thing that I know, and this is what a lot of people don't want to understand, is if there's an affair, you have to, I mean, a lot of people will say, of course, biblically, you know, have grounds for your divorce, but I don't know if you have grounds for a remarriage. I'm just still, still myself, you know, in our culture battling with that. But you have to really talk to each other and sit with each other and figure out what are you supposed to do? You know, if the person is repentant, you might want to look at, let's repair this marriage. If they're not, then I don't know what the point would be. However, we do know it takes about seven years to repair an adultery Mm. in the heart of the other spouse. So you have to be ready if you were the one who committed adultery to just be on the hot seat for a fairly long period of time. Mm -hmm. And it requires a lot of forgiveness work. It requires a lot of repentance work. It requires a lot of the person who committed adultery, just constantly saying, you are right. I was wrong. I'm so sorry. I see that it damaged your heart. I really want to, you know, prove to you that I don't want to damage your heart again. Um, what I I will tell you, uh, one couple I worked with years ago, he was starting to like flirt with somebody at work and he caught himself, you know, developing an emotional affair without a physical affair. And then their pastor sent them to me before the this affair blew out. And yes, there was still damage to her heart that he was Mm -hmm. even considering it, but you know, because they said, I'm gonna stop myself before I get so far beyond this, I can't manage it. They were able to repair their marriage and they're still married and have their kids and it didn't happen again. But he was mm. very repentant about even just that much because we yeah. try to justify ourselves, don't we, Robert? Like, yeah. well, I didn't really have an affair or I, mm. I'm not really doing all that. So it's not yeah. bad, but it's bad if you're considering yeah. somebody else.
1: Oh, yeah. Amen. <clears throat> Jesus said just, lusting after someone is committing exactly. sin. In their heart. Yeah.
2: Amen. Yeah. Amen. yeah, and that's where he caught himself and he went to his yeah. pastor and then his pastor knew me and sent him over to me. And there they had a 6-year-old daughter at the time mm. and they came in for their follow-up and I just loved this because the wife said to me, my 6-year-old daughter said to me, "I just love Dr. Pauline. She gave me a nice mommy." <laughs> Yeah. Amen. Cause she, you know, I teach them how to pass this kind of care down to their kids' hearts too.
1: Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh, are your counseling sessions usually in person or virtual or both?
2: Well, both. I can do them in my office in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, sometimes people want to just come in for that because they want to get away. Um, I do them on zoom as well. I've been doing that for a few years now. We, of course, as you know, have to just deal with the technological side of things, but mm-hmm. you know, It's developed and going better than I thought it would on Zoom because I was so resistant to that because of just like not having them in the room. It is, I think, more effective if I can look them directly in the eye and, you know, really confront them if I need to. Um, I also have two destination opportunities. We have a week in Puerto Vallarta. This week is scheduled uh, November 7th to 14th. And um, they can come to Puerto Vallarta. I can do their um, intensive for three hours and then they can spend the rest of the time doing homework because it is a very proactive model and or sightseeing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we only take two couples with us because I can do one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And it is an 8,000 square foot villa in this beautiful um, resort. And then wow. I just am opening up this year, a week, of you know, uh, September 2nd to 9th in the Rocky Mountains. I have mm-hmm. a resort up there. That I can set up uh, rooms. It's not as fancy as Puerto Vallarta, but if people like hiking and fishing and you know that kind of thing, um, I do that in the time of year when the kids have gone to school, so it's pretty empty up there. And, but before skiers, so um, <laughs> and then you know there's a lot of hiking and biking and all that available. So wow. those are the options that people have for doing the marriage intensive. Yeah. And when they're at the resort, or at uh, or in Puerto Vallarta, or in the Rocky Mountains, I have somebody who comes with me, and they cook all our meals, and they take care of us while we're there. And I include that where a lot of destination marriage intensives do not. Some do, but most do not.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> wow. So I, I would say it's a romantic getaway, but if they're coming in for marriage counseling. I don't know if you could call it that.
2: (laughs) Well, it is in the sense that you're building your romance again while you're there. And um, the last couple I took down there last fall, they had been married 56 years. And his comment was that he wished he had done this way earlier in his marriage because they had a very hard marriage for 56 years. Mm. And now he's like, I'm excited that whatever time we have left we can at least enjoy and care for each other differently.
1: Wow. Amen. Yes. That's a testimony. Amen. Yeah.
2: Praise it's a, it's a huge testimony. They loved the resort. They loved my husband does Puerto Vallarta with me and he's the one who does all the cooking. And they were like, Oh, we just loved him. And he took really good, he did a great job. I just, Amen. I just love how he, you know, embraces this with us and yeah. you know, goes and does it with me.
1: Amen. So it's, I think I read on your website that the you also offer this package as part of the premarital counseling as well.
2: Correct? Yes, yes, I do, and I will do that also for three hours a day for five days, and mm-hmm. then usually sometime after the um, maybe a couple of months after they get married, kind of check in with them. How are they doing? What are you know? What do they have questions about? Because you know, learning to live with each other can can become a big thing. And, you know, how did the honeymoon go and, you know, all that. And um, so, yes, I do it premaritally because if you can flip it there, you can have a really good marriage and you can flip all this damage for your own kids in the future. Mm -hmm. So that way they can raise their kids differently. People always say, I want to do different than my parents did. And we just fall into the trap because we have these pain buttons and we haven't learned how to address them.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. And you also have a couple of books and workbooks uh, that you've published that assist with this, correct?
2: I do. Um, I have one workbook that I call your building and tool guide, which that is the one that we kind of go through. You write all your exercises and stuff in there. You bring it into the class with you. I walk through your personal um, things with you. Um, I have uh, several spiritual areas that we address as well as emotional areas But when you're in the intensive, the three that I focus on because they sometimes are the hardest for people to address is bitterness and unforgiveness so that we can do forgiveness prayers. And I have a very specific way of doing that to disconnect pain because it's not just about I'm a Christian, so I have to choose to forgive. But every time somebody does something, I'm still in pain. It's about really getting that pain disconnected because we can't forget what happened, but we can disconnect pain. So I work on people very individually on that. The other one is pride because we don't always recognize our own pride and pride gets in the way of us even being able to humble ourselves and care for our spouse in a different way. And so I really I address that directly. And I also directly address sexual sin because it really gets in the way of the marriage, too. And we want to be free in that because God gave us that as married couples in the protection of marriage to enjoy one another as well as to procreate. And we don't, too many couples don't enjoy it because of either sexual abuse in the past or sexual sin in the past. And that one is super hard for people to step into on their own. Now there's other areas that need to be addressed like rebellion, hypocrisy, things like that. But once I've dealt with those three, those tend to take care of themselves. It's very rarely a primary problem, but I've seen it, but it's very rarely the primary problem. Um, There's occult practices and and drug use we have to look at, and there's turning to other things or what I call your idols, you know, like um, other than Jesus. And um, so sometimes we address those. Like I said, I have five follow-up appointments and people want to go deeper into some of those things like occult practices. Um, There could be people who've just been exposed to so many occult practices that I have to bring that in to break all that connection. So those are the spiritual areas, but I'm not just going to say, give it to Jesus, give it to Jesus, because, (laughs) you know, people have a 2000 pound rock of pain sitting in front of them that they can't even lift. How are they supposed to just Mm -hmm. give it to Jesus? So through the forgiveness work, I can show them how to break that down into 2001 pound rocks, which over time I can lift and I can give to Jesus and I can release.
1: Amen. Amen. Do, Do you see any problems with, uh, the cell phones and and being on TikTok and Instagram and all that other stuff.
2: Absolutely. Um, a survey recently, another counselor did it, but I followed it on a, on a marriage group on Facebook. And he asked that question as far as what do people think is the most, um, damaging to marriages today. Social media was right up at the top. Now pornography was very, very close. And of course, um, Selfishness, but really, social media and pornography are part of that self focus. I'm trying to deal with my pain. You don't know how to care for my pain. So I'm going to turn to social media. Mm -hmm. It's just so much more accessible, like you, you know, in your hand than it was when you and I got married. So we had to kind of look at each other and figure it out. And so people um, do turn to these other things. Now, it also showed up of course exes and family getting in the way and it uh, it will probably surprise you robert how many couples their parents keep interfering with their marriage now if you are christian parents you're supposed to let them go mm-hmm. you're supposed to let them deal with their own marriage whether you like the person they married or not yeah you know and they are supposed to divorce their parents in a way and leave and cleave i will tell you i've had to do prayers for Usually men, but some women, to divorce their mother so they can make room for their wife in their heart. <laughs> and, um, we've had to yeah. do that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it depends on the individual there. But uh, the cultural pressures are really tough too um, with this just divorce them, just divorce them, or whatever. Um, You know, even my daughter-in-law told me one time that uh, my my son can do some things like my husband, you know, that sort of thing. And she said that, you know, he just kind of made a rude statement one day about something she was doing, which we all do. And her friends are like, well, I would just leave him if he talked to me like that. Well, she knew how much he loved her and honored her. And she was just kind of joking around like, oh, I can't believe he said this this was early in their marriage and I just was shaking my head because I would have been divorced in the first five minutes. If something, somebody said to me, you know, because they were having a bad day happened. Now the problem is our culture isn't even allowing for bad days for the other person.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, it's just, wow. uh, Yeah. It just blows my mind how much people are calling things abuse They've expanded Mm -hmm. that definition so broad that there's no room for somebody to just have a bad day or a bad moment.
1: Yeah. Wow. Amen. Amen. Pauline, this has been so interesting. Oh, I wanted to ask you, are your books, your workbooks, are they available on Amazon or are they only provided through the workshops?
2: Currently, they're only provided through the workshops. Um, They're included with that. Um, You're going to be getting about $350 worth of tools in this kit for mm-hmm. for in the workshop and after you know because i included a little workbook with questions you can ask and how to focus and what are you learning about each other's hearts because everybody kept saying oh i wish we could take you home and they would get home <laughs> and their brain would freeze you know and so now they have a tool to help unlock that and keep moving forward with the tools
1: Amen. 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 Well, I say what you're doing is so needful in in this day and time. And I I just want to thank you for all that you're doing for those couples to to succeed in God's work through marriages. I I mean, that's just awesome work. Amen. I mean, you you are making an impact and and that is a blessing. Praise God. If someone had a question or they'd like to reach out to receive more information, how can they do that? How can someone uh, get in touch with you? Well, um, they can
2: go to the website, which is dunamasmarriages.com, and it's spelled D-U-N-A-M-A-S marriages, all one word, dot com. Um, The phone number at the office is area code 719-231-7183. They can email me at Dr. Pauline. Currently, my email is at Dunamas Center, which is D-U-N-A-M-A-S-C-E-N-T-E-R dot com and you can email me there and I will um answer. If I don't answer in about 24 to 48 hours email me again cuz it probably lot got lost somewhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know how that is. So, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Well folks, and I'll put all that down in the links in the show notes. Okay. Folks, as I said when I began this interview, marriage is under attack now like never before. Right. It's coming from all directions, socially, mm-hmm. culturally, on television, online you can't escape the pressure, but you can turn it over to the Lord and allow him to guide you through to the victory. Amen. Dr. Paulie Dillard is an experienced professional that can help you to achieve your dream, a blessed and successful marriage, one that fulfills you to the uttermost. Praise God. I yes. urge you, whether you're having issues now, or have you been married for 50 years, as, as she said, she had someone come in, you are just, or you're just planning your wedding. Right? She has something that will make your marriage more blessed and joyous than you could even imagine. Amen. Drop down in the show notes, reach out to her right now. Just click the links right there. Start to take action now to achieve your dream marriage and be a blessing to your spouse, your family, and all that you come in contact with. Amen. Pauline, it has been a blessing to have you on the program today. I do appreciate your time.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Folks, that is all the time we have for today. Pauline diller myself, Pastor Bob, reminding you to be blessed in all that you do.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published.